excited. Uh, We're in our series called Frequency, and today we're going to be talking about recognizing God's voice, which um, I think is very important, but then also uh, whenever he sent me the title, because we're in the series, I I think it's kind of ironic. I thought that's kind of funny for me just because in the first five years of our marriage, I would go to Jim asking him questions or, you know, going to him for advice, and he would tell me, pray about it. And I'm like, I don't want to pray about it. I want you to tell me the answer. Like if I did pray about it, he didn't say nothing to me. He didn't talk to me. And I don't know that I know how to hear from God and hear his voice. Like, can you just tell me, just tell me, I know, you know, I know you have an opinion. Just tell me what it is. And so anyway, I would be frustrated, frustrated all the time because I'm like, I don't know that I know how to hear from God. And uh, I was thinking about Cheyenne, Cheyenne Jones. She's a young girl uh, at the church here. Yes, we love Cheyenne. She has, uh, yes, I don't know if she's in here or not. She's getting a shout out. So she um, is, she's actually probably in elementary. She's the coach for our elementary department. She's in the fellowship. She's going to be a part of the six on six that's coming up. Yes, so she'll be a part of that. She uh, helped me homeschool my children the last couple of years that I homeschooled my kids. And it's just been a huge blessing to me personally. But I can remember about a year and a half ago when we were feeling transition from that homeschool season and she was really trying to figure out what her next step was and whether, whether it was going to be a job or school, um, ministry, just really trying to figure it out. And I'm trying to give her counsel, but also unbiased counsel because I'm like, don't leave me, don't leave me, don't leave me. So I'm trying to just be a good pastor, right? I'm trying to give her unbiased counsel and really just allow her to hear the voice of God and recognize his voice and move out on that decision well, during that season, we had a good friend come and preach for us, uh, Kim Tell Glasgow. He's been here a couple of times and has spoke. And so after service, she said, I want him to pray for me. And I knew, I knew it wasn't like, hey, just have him pray for me. No, it was like, I want a word from God. This is it. I want him to tell me. He's going to tell me right now the decision that we're going to, I want a rev, like, like a revelation. Like I want a revelation from God about what I'm supposed to do. I want him, he's going to tell me. This is it. So I was like, okay, okay. So she comes down, she comes down for prayer and he's praying this powerful prayer over, you know, powerful prayer and, and just really kind of praying general and general speaking. And, um, and then all of a sudden he kind of steps back and he looks her square in the eye and he says, you can hear from God. He's like, you, you just need to trust that you can hear from God. God will speak to you. You can hear from God. And so, you know, he finished his prayer and then she came to me and she kind of, you know, those of you that know Cheyenne, she's a little, she's a little dramatic. And so, but I love it. I love it. So she kind of stomped her foot a little bit and rolled her eyes like, that is not what I wanted to hear. Like that is not, that is not what, like for him to tell me. And I just knew that in this situation, God wanted her to make the decision. He wanted her to hear from him. And so, uh, and so anyway, after a couple of months, she did make the decision and she had peace about it and moved forward. And it was a good thing she did 
because it wasn't always easy. There were times whenever it got hard and instead of her questioning, well, did I hear from, did that person hear from God right? Or did that person tell me right? Or anything like that? No, 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 she heard from God. And so she had peace about where she was and she, it didn't matter if she was feeling doubt or you know things weren't going right or whatever because she had heard from God. And so uh, that's so powerful whenever we hear from him ourselves. It's kind of like whenever uh, we, you know, kids, we have kids. I don't know if you've been around kids, you have cousins or nephews, and uh, we have four. And, uh, you know, when one of them has something, then they all want something, right? And um, so this happened at least probably two or three times this past weekend, and I was just laughing because um, one of them went to get a snack. And, of course, you know, they go in the living room, and the others begin to say, are you supposed to have that? Did mom and dad say you could have that? Are you sure you're going to get in trouble? And then the, the one that has the snack is like, uh-oh. They start, they're like worried, you know. They, they're starting to get a little teary, get a little fearful. And then what do they do? They come to mom and dad. So they come in there to us and uh, say, can I have this snack? And we're like, sure, you can have the snack. So then they go back in there, and it's a whole new ball game. So then there, there's, there is no doubt. They're just waiting for somebody to say something to them. They're just waiting for their brother or sister to say, are you supposed to have that snack? They're just waiting. So then they, they're even opening up the snack in front of them. They're like, mm-hmm, go ahead, go ahead, tell me something. Sure enough, one of them pops off and says, I thought you weren't supposed to have that. And then the response is, my daddy said I could have this snack. Like my daddy said, it don't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter what you're telling me right now because my daddy said that I could have this snack. And as I was thinking about that, I was thinking how we need to recognize God's voice sometimes and just tell the enemy, my daddy said I could have this. Like, are you kidding me? Did you hear what I just said? My daddy said. Like, it doesn't matter if people are getting laid off at work or that my bills are behind. My daddy said that I'm the head and not the tail, that I'm a lender and not a borrower. My daddy said that by his stripes that I am healed, that I can have a strong mind and a healthy body and a whole heart. That my daddy said that this thing that you've called me to do that I'm fearful about, that I don't know how in the world I'm going to get it done. I'm not really sure how, what it's going to look like. But my daddy said that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. My daddy said. I'm like, they even tell me that. I'll say something. They're like, well, daddy said. I'm like, who am I? I'm, I'm like, I thought I was the other parent, but <laughs> daddy said. And sometimes all it takes is just one word from God. That's all we need. Like when you have heard from God, whether it's a thought or a scripture or whatever it is, there is nothing that can change that. And there's no fear. There's no doubt. So that's why it is so important that we know how to recognize the voice of God. I want to look at John chapter 10, verse 3 through 5. It's our theme verse. And Pastor Jim read it last week. It says, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. Because they will never follow a stranger, 
In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. God is the good shepherd and we are the sheep and he loves us and he wants to care for us. He wants us to know him and to know his voice and to recognize his voice so that when it's not his voice, that we can run. He wants us to run the other way when it's not his voice. And so we're gonna talk about um, just how to recognize God's voice. But before we do, I wanna share just a few ways, different ways that God can speak to us. The first, um, the first is our thoughts. Those are, that's the most common is our thoughts. Like you can have a thought, maybe it's a creative idea. Maybe it's um, something, a new solution to something at work or um, a new idea that you have. And maybe some, uh, somebody is on your heart or like in your thoughts. We say, God put this on my heart or God put you on my heart and I prayed for you this week. Well, that's God giving us that desire. God is putting that there. The enemy's not gonna tell us to pray for anyone. The enemy's not gonna tell us to give. Sometimes we feel like, hey, God, God put it on my heart to give you this. Well, that was, that was the Holy Spirit speaking to you, prompting you and nudging you through your thoughts and your heart and putting it in those thoughts in your mind so that you can take action. He's speaking to you through those thoughts. The, 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 another way is the Bible. Um, you know, read, just reading scripture, it is, it is amazing whenever you open your Bible and you turn it and it is exactly what you needed to hear. Like it's, the scripture just comes alive. That's why it's called the living word is because it's, it can speak to you so directly that it's almost like someone is speaking to you verbally when those words come off the page. It's the living word. It's not just reading a dead book. Like those words will come off the page into your situation and speak life into you. That's why whenever you're done, yes, right? That's why whenever you're done and maybe you, you just open your Bible and you read that scripture, you have peace, you have hope, you have courage. Like, man, I can face today. God spoke to me today through the scripture. And you know what? When you open your Bible to that, that word, that's not an accident. That's God speaking to you. That's not just happenstance. That's God speaking to you. And then also just through other people. There's people, we're surrounded by people all the time, people that encourage us and speak into our life, maybe through uh, just friends and relationships, but also um, songs and podcasts and messages. You know, uh, Pastor Jim does a great job uh, making the word understandable and clear, right? Doesn't he do a great job? He does a great job. He does a great job. He's my favorite preacher. And... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, but he makes it clear to understand, but it's really not that, what is so cool is that it doesn't even, it doesn't matter if you have known God, maybe you've never known God, or maybe you've known God for two days, two years, or maybe you've served him your whole life, but really it's about what God is speaking to you through that message. That's why it doesn't really matter about, you know, some of you may be familiar with recognizing his voice, but you can still walk away with something that the Holy Spirit and God is speaking to you through that message because he uses people. Sometimes you might just be standing in a conversation hearing someone else talk to someone else and something will stand out to you because God is just speaking to you, but he's using other people. We go to a GROW conference uh, every year, and this is with Pastor Chris and uh, Church of the Highlands, 
And this is where we learn our systems. They talk about small groups. They talk about children's ministry. It's really like a, a working conference because you're taking notes. And, but it's the same that we talk about just spinning the wheel and doing the same processes. That's what we do here at Anchor Bend. We don't necessarily change our processes all the time. It's the same thing. We're doing next steps. We're doing small groups. We're a church of small groups. But when you go to that conference every single year, do you know how many times I've heard the same thing about small groups and children's ministry? But every year... I get something out of it because the Holy Spirit and what God is speaking to me. Our church is in a different season. I'm in a different season. It's the same reason why you can read the same scripture in the Bible and it will say something different to you whenever you read it one time versus the next. So anyway, so God speaks to us through other people as well. Um, and then last, it's the audible. It's audible. It's the audible voice of God, which I have never heard the audible voice of God, but I do believe that it's possible. I do believe that it happens occasionally, and I do believe that there are people that have had those experiences. I, um, I also think there have been times where I think God has spoken to me in my thoughts where it's been so loud that it has stopped me in my tracks, where I have been... I can remember being in my laundry room. I mean, I remember where I'm at. It was that loud in my thoughts where it was like, whoa, okay, that was, that was, that was me. That was a thought. <laughs> like, wow, it just, God really just spoke to me. And so, um, but I haven't heard the audible voice of God, but it's possible. And so God can speak to us in a lot of different ways. I think it's just important that we are confident and we're able to recognize God's voice and able to hear his voice um, and know that what we're hearing. In Proverbs, in chapter 14, verse 12, it says, there's a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. And that's just saying, you know what? Not everything comes from God. Not everything comes from God. There's things that will look right on the outside. There's people, there's people or things that can happen, situations where it'll look right to the outside or in the natural sense, but on the inside, you're just feeling like something is not right. Like what even the words that they say can be right, the actions that they're taking can be right, but there may be an impure motive or maybe there's a spirit behind it that is not right. And we have to be able to discern. The Holy Spirit gives us discernment to tell the difference. And right here in the scripture, it says, look, just don't believe everything. There's gonna be times where it looks right, but I have given you the Holy Spirit to discern because it may not be right and don't be fooled. And God wants us to run the other way. So it also says in 1 John chapter 4, it says, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. So here again, he's saying, it's saying, believe, it's saying don't believe everything. It's saying test the spirits, make sure, pray about it, see, talk to people, see, make sure that it is God speaking to you. You know, there is, whether you believe it or not, there is a heaven and there is a hell and there are godly spirits and there are demonic spirits. And God has called us to discern. Sometimes it can get a little clouded, maybe our emotions, because we are our spirit, but we also have our mind, our will, and our emotions. And sometimes all that can get cloudy. And so we have to be able to discern what is from God and what is not and whenever he is speaking to us. So I wanna give you four questions that will help you decide Am I hearing from God? Is what I am, the decision I'm trying to make, or even in my heart or in my thoughts, in my mind, or off of the scripture, is it, am I hearing from God? And the first is, does it, line, does it line up with the Bible? Can we find scripture to back it up? 
There are lots of, nowadays you, you have the concordance, you can go, you can go and look it up in the concordance, but I was, nowadays you have Google. You can say scriptures on healing. You could just look up a couple of words and it will give you the scripture that you're thinking of. Or you can say scriptures on healing, scriptures on forgiveness. Now you have to make sure it's the Bible because Google, Google can bring up a whole lot of stuff on the internet. So you just make sure it's like, you know, the real deal Bible. But, but the deal is this is at your fingertips. And so you are able to see, does it line up with the Bible? In Luke chapter 21, verse 30, 33, it says, and though all heaven and all earth shall pass away, yet my words remain forever true. That means his word is still, it still is working today. It's still alive. It means it doesn't matter. The earth can pass away, things die, people die, but my word remains forever true. It means it's the same true today as it was for your grandpa and grandmas. It's the same true today as it will be for your kids and your grandkids because it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so we can always depend on the word of God. Amen? Amen. And I love in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, it says, all scripture is God breathes and it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. All scripture is God breathed. It's the inspired breath of God. It was written by man, but it was inspired by God through the Holy Spirit. He spoke to these men and they inspire, the Holy Spirit inspired them. They wrote it down. And that's why it is the living word of God. And so we want to make sure that what we're hearing, if it lines up with the word of God. The second thing is, is will it make me more like Christ? In Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, it says, In your lives, you must think and act like Christ Jesus. I'm like, that's hard, y'all. That is so hard. So we can read this scripture and say, oh, yeah, we think and act like Jesus. But it is hard when your children are acting like heathens or, you know, when your husband is crazy, which mine is never, not ever crazy. But, <laughs> but, uh, but when things are not going well, you know, when you're not feeling good, when you're sick, like it's hard to think and act like Jesus when the enemy is in your face. Um, so I'm going to tell on myself, so, you know, Pastor Jim usually will share, it comes at the beginning of the year, but usually he'll share it at the anniversary, one word that he feels like God is speaking to the church to focus on. Like God is saying, this is the year of this, and this is really what we're kind of focusing on. And, and it's amazing to see because God really, it really is working through the fabric of everything that we do at the church. And so um, he will also, after probably the first couple of years, he started asking the pastoral team and staff what our one word is. And so everybody goes around the table and tells their word. Well, I was coming up on the end of the year and I was kind of in a funk. I don't know, has anybody ever been in a funk? No, everybody here spiritual? Everybody here spiritual? Okay. I can be in a funk by myself. I don't need y'all. <laughs> I'm like, I was in a funk and I was not having it and I was frustrated and I knew it was coming and he was going to ask, he, and he was going to ask about this one word. And so I'm, you know, kind of having a fit, and I'm thinking, I don't even have a word. And then immediately I thought, my word last year was health. I'm like, that didn't even work because I was supposed to be working, you know, exercising more. I was supposed to be working on my blood sugars. I feel like I'm in the same spot that I was last year. I don't feel any healthier. I'm like, clearly that didn't work. And immediately the Holy Spirit said, I said emotional health. 
I meant emotional health. And I was like, oh my goodness. I was like, what? He, and, I, and then in my, I was like, why didn't you warn me? Why, you could have told me, because that was when I started counseling, right? Was this that, 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 the beginning that year? Yes. And so I was like, okay, all right, God, you got me. That's right. You're right. It's uh, okay, emotional health. So then I'm just still frustrated and I'm thinking, I still don't have anything. Like, I, I'm just not going to have a word this year. And everybody at the table is going to have one. I just don't have one because I'm just frustrated. And then immediately he spoke to me and he said, yeah, you do. It's surrender. And I was like, oh, wow. I'm, and immediately I was like trying to like, no, I didn't, I didn't even try to hear that. I didn't even, I wasn't even trying. I wasn't looking. I wasn't searching. It just pops into your head and you're like, oh, oh, gosh, I already thought it. Now I'm accountable for it. Like it's already, it's already there. What am I going to say? I was like, oh, was that the, was that the, is that Satan? Is that Satan? I was like, no, but, but the deal is it's like I knew it was from God. I knew that he was calling me to be more like him. Like the enemy is not going to tell you to surrender your life to God. I mean, literally I was thinking all these things that I was holding on to, that I was controlling, that I was trying to do it my way. And literally the, the Lord is speaking to me, you just got to let it go. You got to surrender. And so, I'm, of course, I knew it was from God. And then I had to be accountable to that, right? Yes. So... I want to look at also 2 Corinthians in chapter 10, verse 5. It says, we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. And so I had actually wrote in my journal all the different areas in my life that I needed to surrender and how to surrender. Like it was a Holy Spirit moment. Like, like I wouldn't have probably written it otherwise because, because it's holding me accountable. I'm, I'm writing like... I'm going to surrender to, I'm going to surrender my husband and my marriage. I'm not going to be controlling. I'm going to pray for him. I'm going to allow God to speak to <laughs> Hey, nothing from the peanut gallery. <laughs> Sit down. You just wait till you get up here next. <laughs> Anyway, I know, that's why I said it was a Holy Spirit moment. I wouldn't have wrote it on my own, y'all. I'm serious. Like, seriously. I wrote it, and I'm like, ugh. It's like literally just, you know, really just surrendering to God and allowing God to control, to take control and to be first and allowing him with my kids, like that I'm going to pray for them. I'm not going to harp on them for everything. Like, I'm going to allow them to fail and fail with grace and experience God's love because they can fail. So, so in all that, I knew... That, that God was calling me to be more like him. But that it's not always easy. Like it's, you have to take those, you know, I, there were times where I got angry and I wanted to give up and I wanted to respond my way, but I had to, but I had to take those thoughts into captivity and go back to the word that he spoke to me and say, okay, is this making me more like Christ? Yes, surrender, yes, that was God. Okay, is what I'm doing surrendering? No, that's not. And so, so then you have to go back and you just have to ask yourself, is this moving me in the right direction? Is what I'm hearing moving me in the right direction and will it make me more like Christ? And then the third thing is, does godly counsel agree? Does godly counsel agree? And first, I think we, you know, before I dive into that, I just wanted to talk a little bit about what godly counsel looks like. And I think godly counsel is anybody that is speaking into your life that can give you a godly perspective and that will not, uh, not just tell you what you want to hear, but will tell you what you need to hear. And most of the time, and they need to be someone that is seen, um, 
victory in their lives. Like if you're wanting counseling and, and uh, you're, you're thinking you're hearing from God on a certain decision and, uh, and it's about your marriage, go to someone who has seen victory in their marriage. Or maybe you admire their relationship with their children and they have a wonderful family and you need parent, you're thinking, okay, am I doing this right? I'm feeling like God is speaking to me about how to lead my kids and how, how to discipline them, but I'm just not really sure. You wanna go to someone that can give you godly perspective and a godly counsel in that, in that area who has seen victory. And then also, um, Oh, the other thing is you always want to counsel up. So you want, again, you want someone that is just a little bit further ahead than you. Usually it's somebody that is in leadership or authority because they are a little bit further along than you are. Um, and then also they need to be submitted to authority. Yes, in order to, ha they can be awesome and great, but in order to have authority in their life, they have to be submitted to authority in their life. And so if I want somebody speaking into me who is submitted to authority so that they are walking in authority in their own life before they're speaking into me. And so you just want to keep that in mind when you're thinking about godly counsel. Um, and if godly counsel agrees, because sometimes it's not about finding the right person. Sometimes we have godly counsel. It's just, do we listen when we have godly counsel. And so I, and so I wanna look at Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15. It says, the way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. Because it's always gonna seem right in our eyes. It's our idea, right? I'm like, it was a great idea, it was my idea. I'm like, but it's always gonna seem right. But that's why we have to have people surrounding us that love us, godly people that can speak into us, that can see what we don't see. So pastor and I meet with people and along with the pastoral team, we meet with people um, a lot, just pastoring and maybe giving advice. And you know, sometimes they listen and sometimes they take our advice and sometimes they don't. And um, you know, but a lot of times the pastor will ask, am I your pastor? And, um, and you know, that's important because it's not just about, am I your pastor where you attend church? but it's, am I your pastor? Do I play that role in your life where I can tell you no, where I can tell you the things you don't wanna hear, where I can speak into your life and you'll be open? And sometimes it's yes and sometimes it's no, and that's okay. But I think the next question would be, then who is? Because somebody, you have to have godly counsel in your life and somebody has to be in your life. And we, of course, we would love it to be the place where you attend church and someone, but if that's not the case, then we're not gonna, we're gonna work around those boundaries and honor that. But somebody in your life has to be able to tell you no and to see things that you can't see. Uh, Pastor Jim and I have, have people in our lives, you know, um, and we've even gone, we have Pastor, you know, Pastor Chris Hodges, we've gone to him with situation before and we're thinking, okay, we're not really sure. We're thinking, man, we, you know, we think we're going in this direction and he has laid it out and said, no, this, this is what, I don't think you need to do this. And guess what? We didn't do it because godly counsel didn't agree and they can see things that we can't see. And so um, it's important to have godly counsel when you're wondering if you are hearing from God or not. You support to listen to godly counsel. The last is, do you have peace? Um, in Philippians chapter four, 
verse six and seven, I love this scripture and it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I love that because it says, it doesn't matter if you understand it all. It doesn't matter if you have everything figured it out, but there's a peace that passes all understanding. And sometimes you just have to walk and move forward where the peace is at and not, not necessarily looking at the circumstances. Like sometimes when you're trying to make a decision about a job or maybe a financial decision or about your family, you know, there's, there's a, a certain peace usually with one of the decisions. And it's not always the easiest. It's not always the simplest, clear path. Sometimes it's like, okay, yes, it can seem like there's peace because it's like, well, I see it clearly, or it's the shortest path. But really, if you stop and think about it, pray about it, a lot of times, it's the road less traveled. It's the path that you wouldn't necessarily take because it takes a little longer to get there and it maybe doesn't look as clear, it looks a little bit harder, it's gonna take a little bit more effort and a little bit more time, but there's a peace there. It's like, okay, if I do this, it's gonna be hard, but I just, I just have a peace about it, right? Uh, when Jim and I first came to Houston and made the transition here, um, he, he's kind of mentioned this before, but he had an offer as, uh, and it's funny because I didn't think about this till preparing, but we didn't know that we were gonna be lead pastors and leading a church. And at that time, he, we were attending a church and he was having conversations with Jim about l taking his spot. And he was an older gentleman, taking his spot, getting paid well. They had just built a, a new sanctuary, nice size sanctuary, gonna get paid, you know, really, really nice money and was having conversations and trying to get him to come. And then we had our pastor that is here in Sugarland um, that was saying, I'm feeling transition. We're, gonna, we're launching a church in Sugarland, and we were feeling transition at the same time. Um, and Jim was coming out of youth ministry and really looking for a full-time ministry position. Um, and he just said, I don't have anything, uh, I don't have anything full-time unless, you know, you take a youth, the youth pastor position, but the executive pastor position is, uh, is part-time. So it's not really what he wanted, but then he talked to Steve. Steve was in the mortgage business and that allowed, so when we first moved, we moved in with Steve and Stephanie and um, Jim, I was thinking back through all this, but Jim uh, worked with mortgages, had never done mortgages before. So he's, it's a learning curve, but he's getting the opportunity to get paid part-time at the church to do ministry, which is what he wanted to do. Um, and so we, that was the decision that we made. I mean, looking in the natural, the point is looking in the natural, it's not always the easiest. You know, we, we, so we moved in with Steve and Steph. They didn't have any kids at the time. They both worked in the corporate world and they had all these nice things in their house. And I'm trying to like keep my kids off their furniture. And, you know, cause I was at home during the day. And so my job was to clean the house, to cook. That was kind of like, kind of the agreement. So I was gonna cook dinners and I was gonna clean. Steph had a list of things for me to do. And I'm trying to like keep my kids off of everything. Like, please don't touch their suede chair. They had these yellow suede chairs. I'm like, I'm like, please just don't touch them. I mean, I have a boy this too, right? And then we're upstairs, and so they were so gracious to let us have their upstairs because they didn't, you know, they didn't have a, their kids yet. So we had a room, our kids had a room, and then we made like a little living room with a TV and a, um, yes, like a, a, 
armoire. Yes, like an armoire to have like a little living room. And then, and then of course, we're upstairs. So they're downstairs. We have kids upstairs. They're downstairs. We have kids upstairs. And not just kids, we have a two-year-old boy. So he is like, I mean, oh, stairs. Like he's like, everywhere he goes, you know, he's like jumping and walking. And we're like, don't, don't. They're trying to sleep. And so anyway, in the natural, you would think, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. And thinking about it as I was preparing, I'm like, it was a shortcut. We didn't even know that we were leading a church. And the enemy was already trying to say, look, look what I have for you. Just come, come here, come and lead this church. You're going to make good money. Just take this shortcut. But had we done that, there was a four-year span there that we, that we learned and grew and we weren't ready. But now, look what God has done. Because we didn't take the easy route. Yes. It didn't, it, I mean, to the natural, it would have seemed, well, that's crazy. Like if you would have talked to somebody that doesn't know God, they're like, duh, that's a no-brainer. Just go, go and be a leader and get paid well. And, you know, don't, you don't have to do all this. But we had peace about where we were supposed to go. We, we just had a peace. And sometimes when you have that peace from God, then you're like, nope, I just know. I know this is what I'm supposed to do. It doesn't matter if it's hard. It doesn't matter because we just know. We just know and have the peace of God. And so it doesn't matter. Yeah, so, it, so anytime it's like, we, it's so important just to be able to recognize and hear the voice of God. And the more you discipline yourself, the more time you spend with God, the easier it gets and the quicker that you're able to respond. And then you don't have to keep going around the same mountain with the same struggles, with the same wrong relationships because you can hear God's voice. It's his heart. He's the good shepherd. And he's saying, hey, come this way, just like a shepherd would. No, the wolves are over there. Come this way. Hey, the wolves are there. And sometimes it's, he's not saying like, you know, it, that was a growth season for us. It wasn't easy. He's not saying it's going to be easy, but he's looking at the future. He has your best interest in mind. So he's saying, if you just follow my voice, I'm going to take you in the right direction and where you need to be. Well, as I'm, I'm getting ready to close, I, um, you know, I just want you to know that it is, it's, not, it's not hard to hear from God. But there's some things that, that you can do to make it easier. Um, and, you know, I think sometimes um, I, I mentioned this in the first service and I've forgotten. I just think it's important because as I was preparing, I thought, you know, I want to share this, that talking about the Bible and talking about the Word, you know, there was a large portion of my life where I didn't necessarily, necessarily believe the Bible. I believed the Bible and I would say, oh, that's good. But I'm talking about in my heart, believe the Bible. Like, like believing that it's going to change my life. Believing that, that it's going to change my circumstance. Because what I believed was the lies that the enemy had told me all my life. That was my truth. And so it was really hard. Like I can read this scripture and, and I can believe it for other people. But for me, it's just, it, it, it is not changing my circumstance because I'm like, how can just read, so in my mind, I'm battling this. How can just reading these words change the fact that this is how I've been my whole life? Like my whole life, I've never been good enough. I'm always messing up. Like I'm never, like I'm, I, that I've never been able to really get it and really succeed and do, like how can just reading these words change that? Because this is my truth. And I was telling Jim the other day, I said, 
You know, it's so, it is, it is uh, just baffling to me. Whenever I started, the, the, whenever I started walking through healing and restoration, how that flipped. That just completely flipped. Yes. And I thought, man, I mean, I can't, I can't tell you. I just, I really feel like, like if you're here today and that's a struggle and you're like, well, I read the Bible, but it just, it just is hard because I read it just doesn't come alive. It's just not for me. And then I'm like having, you know, just these thoughts and these voices that I just struggle with it. Then I would just ask God, God, help my unbelief. What is my filter and because I feel like when all that shame was removed, when I'm, it was the lies, then it all flipped and I'm like, oh, the Bible is the truth. It's the infallible word of God. What God says about me is true and everything else is a lie. All of that is lies. Yes. And so it's important that it's important because if we're going to hear the voice of God, I mean, he speaks to us through his word. And so we have to believe with all of our hearts and all of our minds that that word is the infallible word of God and that it's for you. It is for you and your life and everything that he says in it is true. And so anyway, there's just a few things that, that I feel like can, can make it easier. And the first thing is just praying every day. And I know that can sound spiritual and I know that can sound religious, but you know, right now we're in 21 days of prayer. And so it's the perfect opportunity to come. At 21 days of prayer, we, we worship some and we, uh, you know, there, we worship together, we pray together at the end, but there's some time in the middle where everyone's just sitting or they're standing or they're walking. You can do whatever you want. Sometimes they go out of the sanctuary into the foyer area, like it's really open. And you can just spend time with God in your own way. You can, there's people journaling. Sometimes I pray, I'm reading my Bible, but I'm listening. God's even just Saturday about this message. I opened my Bible and 21 days of prayer. I mean, Saturday morning prayer and God spoke to me. And, and it was a scripture about just really encouraging me about this message. And I thought, thank you, God, thank you. And so sometimes we just have to meet him where he's at. We, sometimes we have to just sit still long enough and be quiet long enough for us to just hear what he's saying because he wants to speak to you. Uh, and then the next thing is just really drowning out or tuning out the things that drowned out the voice of God. And I, I can't answer that for you, but I just, I believe that you can ask God and just ask him, Look, is it, is it TV? Is it, is it social media? Because there's lots of thoughts and opinions. And, you know, and sometimes it might be friends or family or relationships that, you know, you're just going to distance yourself. We, we're in 21 days of prayer. It's not fasting and prayer. We fast at the beginning of the year. But I just believe that you can ask God, God, what? And you can fast if you want to. I, I cho I'm choosing to fast. Um, but, but really just asking God, God, what is it? What I want to hear from you. And what is it that is blocking? It may be unforgiveness. It may be something in our hearts or in our thoughts or in our minds that need to be removed so that we can hear from God. And so it's really just asking God, what is it in our lives that maybe are, is drowning out the voice of God? And then lastly, just take a step of faith if you have heard from God. I believe that some of you here have heard from God, that you know what it's like. And you just need to take a step of faith and do what it is that he's calling you to do. 
And it may, be, it may be an action step. It may be something emotional where he's calling you to, to bring restoration to a relationship or to call someone and, and mend that relationship. It may be, it could be anything. But I, I would just, if you have heard from God or maybe you haven't heard from God in a while and you feel like, man, there's just a block. I just really haven't heard from God for myself in a while then I would just, I would go back to the last thing that you feel like God told you to do. Because he can't really talk to you and keep telling you, hey, stuff if you didn't really listen the first time, right? I mean, you know, and so you just repent and you just say, God, I'm sorry. You know what? I didn't do this thing. And I believe even here today in this message that things are popping in your mind and you're thinking about, man, I remember when God spoke to me and I forgot about it. Maybe you got busy or distracted. Maybe it wasn't even intentional. You just, you just got distracted, but, you're, but God is bringing it to your remembrance today, this morning, and he's doing it for a reason. He's speaking to you. And so I just, I, it's so very dear to my heart. I, I, um, Jim's gonna come up and close, but I just wanna pray a prayer over you um, this morning. And, you know, I feel like that there's people here this morning that you are desperate, desperate to hear from God. And not because it's a decision or an advice, or like for advice, but just because you just need to desperately know that he's real. Like you are in a place where you're like, God, I just need to know that you're real. Just speak to me any way, anyhow, just show me that you're real. And so I wanna pray for that. And then I also wanna pray for those that maybe haven't heard his voice. And then also the courage just to, to step out and do whatever it is that he has spoken to you that you feel like you've heard from God. Can we do that? So if you'll bow your heads. God, I just pray, Father, for each and every person here, Lord. God, I first lift up those. God, you know those that are desperate to hear from you, God. They are desperate to hear just one word from you, one word of hope and encouragement and love, Lord. And God, I pray that you would have that happen this week, Lord, that they would be aware, Lord, that whatever has been blocking it, the, the uh, filter that, that they have not been able to hear or see, God, that that would be removed in the name of Jesus. God, that they would hear clearly, that they would see clearly. God, that their faith would be built because of it. But God, that they would be alert and aware of the things of God. Lord, we live here on this earth, but we're not of this earth. And God, I pray that, that everyone here, God, that they would be spiritually tuned in to what you're saying, that they would lean their ears in. Lord, that even in this 21 days of, of prayer and fasting, God, that you're drawing your people in to prayer time. God, that prayer time is maybe where they have been stale or distant, it's hard to concentrate. God, that you would speak to them, that it would be powerful. Lord, that scriptures would come off of the page. And Lord, I just pray that you would help us with our unbelief. God, I come against the spirit of unbelief and release a spirit of faith over everyone. God, over our people, over this church, God, that faith would be built up. And Lord, we just repent. God, we repent for any time, Lord, that you have spoken to us that that we have not listened, that we have not obeyed, that we've become distracted and busy and have not moved forward. God, maybe we, maybe we didn't trust in you enough and we had more fear than we had faith. God, we repent of that in the name of Jesus. And God, I just pray that today is the day 
Father, there's a new courage, a new boldness because my daddy said that I could move forward. My daddy said that I could have this, God, and I just release courage and boldness and faith and peace, God. Lord, peace in Jesus' name. We thank you for what you're doing. And everyone said, amen. amen.